sometimes I think we over-spiritualize dating. And I know this is a bold statement and it's maybe out there for you, but I really want you to listen to this episode with open ears because sometimes I think you are trusting and relying on God more than you should when it comes to dating in a not in the right way. Yes, we should trust in God, but you're not doing it in the right way. You are actually taking accountability out on you. Listen, honey, the onus is on you to pick correctly at first, right? Instead of just picking the guy that kind of has the things that you want on your list and you're really attracted to him and your vagina is saying he's the one. So you're like, well, that's the one. And then you expect God to make alterations on where his character lacks. So what do I mean by all of that? Well, that's what we about to go into into this episode. I just had to tease it, okay? I just want you to hold yourself to a higher standard. You have to have accountability in the guys that you are choosing to date, to sleep with, to open your heart to, to be vulnerable with. It's on you, darling. It's on you more than you think it is, okay? So let's go ahead and get into the episode. I just wanted to remind you that please I'm like begging, okay? Leave a review, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts because that helps the algorithm say, oh, women like her like listening to a podcast like such. And then more people will listen. And then one day I'll be on Oprah and you will have helped me. <laughs> well, I guess Oprah don't have a show no more, but you know, on um, Apple TV or even Good Morning America with Robin Roberts. How about that? Okay, so leave a review uh, if you can. And always, as always, my DM is open. Let's get into this episode after the intro. Welcome to my party. That's how we do around here. This is Single You, the podcast. I am your host, Rika. And I, I'm an NLP certified life coach and also the founder of Single You Academy. That is my online coaching program. You know what I do? I help the ambitious millennial single woman discover her worth. That means you. So that you, girl, can stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. So if you are a woman who is sick of having an unsuccessful single life, if you are sick of the revolving door of dysfunctional relationships, listen, they may have a different name, but it's the same type of relationship. Or you're doing the tug of war back and forth with the same guy and you're sick of that. You want better when it comes to men and setting boundaries, knowing yourself, 
understanding your worth and what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, I'm willing to bet nobody has ever had that conversation with you. But listen, I'm not here to judge. I have an abusive ex and an ex that cost me $10,000. Yeah, stick around, listen to the podcast enough, and you will hear those stories. All right, so you've come to the right place if you need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach, but I will tell you this. I am no expert. I just learned a few things that I would like to teach you as well. You know, as Maya Angelou says, once you learn, you teach. And when you know better, you do better. So now that I'm doing better, I am reaching back out for you, girl. Here's my hand. Grab it. So thank you and welcome. You're in the right place. I got you if you got you. This is Single You, the podcast. Hey, thanks for being here. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. So today's conversation, um, the title of it is Why Praying Hasn't Gotten You a Good Man Yet. Okay. Um, I believe that a lot of your prayers when it comes to dating are null and void. And I know, I know (laughs) that is something to say, right? That's a thing to say. And how dare I, but I'm going to back it up with some facts and we're going to have a real honest conversation today. Um, And honestly, I feel like all my conversations with you are honest on uh, this platform because I'm trying to get you to shift your mindset in the way that you think about single, the way that you think about dating, um, and the way that you really think about yourself, okay? So from what I see on Instagram and social media is a lot of women follow the male relationship gurus, right? And you're listening to what these men have to say about men, about how you should be dating. And some of it is good advice. I'm not going to lie. I'm not here to hate on them, right? And they will tell you things, the good ones at least, to know yourself and know your worth. But it stops there. And that's the problem. Because you're seeking all of this advice so you can crack the code of getting the man to love you the way that you want him to love you. But the advice is not working. Know yourself. Know your worth. When people show you who they are, believe them. You hear that stuff all the time. But it's not working for you. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to prove it to you. This is how I know it's not working for you. Think about yourself right now and your behaviors with men. What does your behavior with men show you about you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just let that sink in real quick. And what's up, Kayla? Kayla, Kayla. What does your behavior with men show you about you? That's tough, right? So thinking about that, now we can move on in the conversation. And this conversation is full of love. And this conversation, I'm going to give you a lot of examples of what I used to do before I went on my self-love journey in 2017. And as I told you in another video, a self-love journey goes way beyond getting advice from friends and social media gurus. Okay? 
All right, so let's move on. So here's the thing. This is this is this is what is happening. I'm going to tell you the behavior that you have with men in this dating world. As a 35-year-old woman, as a 38-year-old woman, as a 42-year-old woman, these are the things that you are doing, okay? So you meet a guy. I'm going to start at the beginning. And again, remember, this is me, okay? You meet a guy and you like a few things about him and you're like, "Wow. Okay, he does sweet things. He believes in God. We have great conversation. And guess what? You are extremely attracted to him. The men that I'm talking about that you date, you're extremely attracted to because the men, <laughs> you would not let men that you were not attracted to, first of all, get that close to you. And they definitely would not get away with the things that you let these men get away with. So you're extremely attracted to him. And I'm going to give you um, some examples in my life. When I was dating my emotionally abusive ex, he was, he did a few sweet things. Like I remember one time he surprised me with like the, the roses leading to the bubble bath and all of that. And that all oh, like a massage day at our house, like, Oh, super cute. And when I say our house, it was really when I was visiting Atlanta, I wanted to put that out there for correction. Okay. Um, anyway, and he believed in God. He knew the Bible actually more than I did. Okay. And then he was actually like really funny. He made me laugh a lot and he was fine. Lord have mercy, that baby fine. I still think he's fine. <laughs> Even though he was, the relationship was trash and I was definitely abused. But so you, 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 you meet this guy and these are the things you're weighing heavy on, right? You're like, this is a good guy because X, Y, and Z. But the red flags you are passing up are things like, hmm, maybe he's quick to anger. Like my abusive ex was very quick to anger because he was very insecure. He always accused me of cheating on him, which I wasn't. I never did. I found out later it's because he was cheating on me the whole time in the whole two-year relationship. But I didn't know anything about projection at that time, right? So he's accusing me of all of these things. And I'm like, in this space of trying to prove to him that I'm not the woman that he thinks that I am, but I'm actually a good woman, right? And I let, I bypass that. Because, oh, he does sweet things. He believes in God. The conversation is great. He's funny. I'm really attracted to him. Another red flag is he's not consistent or he's consistent in the negative. So maybe he apologizes to you all the time when you bring something up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But nothing ever changes. Another red flag, emotionally unavailable or immature. Like I was saying, my ex was, um, he was quick to anger, right? And here's the thing. T.D. Jakes said this in a, um, a sermon one time, and I say this all the time. So if you've heard me talk before, you already know what I'm going to say. But T.D. Jakes said this. He never met a man that liked himself that beat his wife. Meaning hurt people hurt people, right? So think about how many men you date that don't like themselves. In that situation ship you're in right now that is not fruitful, flourishing, or fulfilling, yet you're staying, does he even like himself? So I want you to think about that. How many guys are you dating that don't even like themselves? And we're going to get to you in a minute because you may not even like yourself. But anyway, he's emotionally unavailable. He's immature. And these are the red flags that you are passing up. Or maybe it's like, oh, he's like 
overly sexual. Maybe he's addicted to porn a little bit or he likes to watch it and you don't know if it's an addiction or not, but he likes to watch it and it makes you uncomfortable, but you chop it up to, well, that's just dating. Because you are weighing heavy on the things that you like about him instead of listening to your gut. And there may, may, uh, may be other things on this list of red flags because a red flag to me is something that makes you uncomfortable. Your God voice is telling you, uh, oh, wait a minute. Wait, I don't like that. So whatever is making you uncomfortable that you are bypassing and holding up on a pedestal. Well, we have great conversation. He's funny. He believes in God. He, you know, goes to church. He likes his mom. You're holding this up on a pedestal and you're bypassing all of these red flags in a dating situation. And then you get three, four, six months, maybe a year into the relationship and all of those red flags you passed up keep showing up and you actually don't like that about him. But now you're in the space where you're praying and hoping that he will become the man that you want because you think that's what you're supposed to do as a good woman. So you're begging God, God, please just, you know, like I, I really love him. I think he's the one God show me signs. And he done showed you signs in the first two, three weeks, the first three months, but you didn't believe yourself because you put on a pedestal. Well, he makes me laugh. He's hella fine. He has a job, whatever couple of things that he had on your list. Like you'll make a list of a guy, he'll have five out of the 25 and you'll be like, okay, well, he could be it. And then you get six, eight, nine months into this relationship and you're praying to God that he makes alterations. And this is why I say, you're praying for this man is not working because you did not, you put the cart before the horse instead of the horse before the cart. And as I'm saying that, I'm going to read this um, something from, okay, this is from Sarah Jakes Roberts. And she, she has a quote that says, by the way, just because now she's talking about marriage. I am not, I am not a marriage minister. I work with single women. I'm a boundaries coach and a self-love coach. So anyway, in, in, in the, I'm going to exchange the word marriage for relationship. By the way, just because a relationship doesn't start with God doesn't mean that God can't become the center of it. But it does require that each person come to a place where God is the center of their character and identity. So you are dating a man, you faith-based women, like myself, and this is where I was, dating a man who showed me that his character and identity was nowhere I needed it to be, nowhere in God. And then I get eight months into the relationship and I'm trying to pray that he will become that and he doesn't want to do the work. So it doesn't make sense to me, right? So let's move on. So in um, while I'm dipping my toe into this dating process, right, I hear a lot of men say, because um, there's a lot of like conversation and chatter about women who are achieving too high that men don't like us or whatever. And that's fine. I... I am not intimidating. You are intimidated as a man. So I do hear a lot like, um, you know, you're, you're, you're so dope. I have to make sure that I'm good enough for you. 
I'm not sure if I want a wife. I kind of hear those sayings from the same man who was saying things like, oh, I really like you, man. You are so dope. And he's, and instead of now that I know myself, because I went on my self-love journey, instead of hanging on the low hanging fruit of all of the compliments he can give me, I listen to what he actually says, which is, I don't even know if I want a wife. I'm not, he can't really locate himself. The, a man li literally said this to me. I want to make sure that I'm good enough for you. So let me go like work on myself. And instead of me trying to say like, exactly, I am a good woman. I am so dope. Just choose me and let's make it work. I let him go about his business. But see, we'll hang around and start praying that he becomes the guy because he said I was so pretty and that he likes me and I am dope. And it's like we kind of get in our ego and get upset that, yes, you said I'm super dope. So why don't you just choose me? But you do that. You're in that space of hanging on to him doing nice things for you and being a nice guy. And listen, these guys that I'm talking about, they don't necessarily have to be toxic or bad guys. You, because you don't believe him when he tells you who he is, turn the relationship into a toxic relationship. It begins to be that because you didn't believe him when he said who he was. Because you don't fully understand Maya Angelou's quote, when people show you who they are, believe them. You consistently pass up what he's shown you, thinking, well, he could be more of this guy, so I'm just going to pray that he'll become more of this guy. In a dating relationship? No, ma'am. Um, Amira, I, I'm not sure what your name is, but have you ever been the problem? Sometimes that's the needed prayer. What 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 do you mean the problem? Um, because what I am explaining is definitely you being the problem. You meet a guy, he does not level up to what you actually want, but you settle for the five out of the 25 things he has on the list and you continue to try to date him and be with him. And listen, if you are, you know how they say, uh, why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free? That's basically what you're doing. And I'm not even talking about sex. But what I'm saying is you are not even waiting for him to become the man you want him to be on all fronts. You're just like, well, I'll settle for this five. And then I'll just pray that he will become finally the rest of the 20. So you begin this cycle of dating bypassing red flags and functioning functioning in a space of pick me we can make this work you already said i'm dope and you're constantly praying uh, my uh my mentor pastor darius daniels said says the god you see is the god you get and there are some people who believe in a god that will help them with their begging and there's some people that believe in a god that will help them with their blindness Meaning you're begging God to create in this man what he doesn't already have. Please, God, I really want to make this work because of your thought process around singleness. You feel like you really want because now you're 32, you're 35, you're 42 and you're still single and you deem that as negative. You think a breakup is a failure. You think if a relationship doesn't work out is a failure. So you're begging God by trying to stick around and be the ride or die, instead of saying, you know what, God, I truly believe, even though I can't see, 
<laughs> that you have a man out there for me, but I truly believe. So I am going to like not handle any riffraff and just pray that you will bring me the God. I mean, the guy that you want me to be with. Bring me my husband. As you are working it out and executing in your life as a single woman instead of settling. Okay, so one of the scriptures that I wrote down, okay, hold on. Uh, I'm just reading over my notes to make sure I'm getting all my points across. Okay, so by the way, before I give this scripture, by the way, so while you're like passing up the red flags and your gut feeling and you're putting on a pedestal the things that you like about him, you guys are actually not on the same page of what you consider dating, love, and definitely not marriage. Because what you did was you said, okay, so I like these three things. So now I'm going to fantasize the life that we could have if it works out because he's these three things. But you bypass the fact that he's inconsistent. He's emotionally um, unavailable. Whatever it is about him that makes you uncomfortable. I don't care if it's down to the fact that he smokes weed. If you want a man that doesn't smoke weed, then why would you date a man who smokes weed? Again, I'm not saying that these men are bad men. What I'm saying is he may not be good for you. And this lets me know that you fully don't understand what Maya Angelou says, when people show you who they are, believe them. Because you see it, they show you, and you're just like, anyway, so I've fantasized this whole marriage and life that we could have together. So just pick me so we can start building onto that. And you're a faith-based woman and you don't truly understand what God wants for you, what type of character he wants you to date in a man, like what kind of, you know, the Bible says, um, you will know my people by his fruit. You don't fully understand that. The Bible says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise you are fooling yourselves, which is James uh, chapter one, verse 22. And the word that God gives us is above all, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. That's Proverbs 4 and 23. So instead you judge your feelings though, because you feel you're judgmental. If you're like, well, I don't want to date a dude who smokes weed. So now I'm being judgy. So let me just date him because he's really nice. You feel too picky. And then again, eight months, nine months into the relationship, now you're unhappy. But he showed you who he was. He's a man who smokes weed. And I don't know why I keep using that example, but that's in everything. He's a man who doesn't text back. He's a man who will ghost you for two days. He's a man who is inconsistent. He is a man who is unavailable. He is a man um, who's super busy and doesn't really make time for you. The Bible also says bad company corrupts good character. And again, I'm not saying that he is a bad man. He just be, may be bad company for you and what God and what God wants to produce in your life. I truly believe that we are just not meant as women to be married and have kids. Like that is the only purpose God created us for. Girl, go down there on this little earth thing that I call earth and produce some little ashy babies with this little man I made for you. No, I believe our purpose is way higher, but you're so like, oh my God, I have to be married. Look at me, I'm 38 and I'm not married. So therefore I'm a failure. The way you think about singleness is so negative. 
that you will bypass bad company corrupts good character and instead you try to make him good for you. I can make him this because I can pray him into it, even though he's already shown me that he can't be that guy. But I can pray. Your hope and faith is in the wrong bag. Your hope and faith should be in the lane of God is going to send me the man that I desire, the man that's good for me. And I'm going to get everything I want off of that list. I have the audacity to believe it and the patience to wait for it. And if he don't come till I'm 48, so be it. But you got a lot of work to do if this is what you're doing. How many of you have bypassed red flags to be in the relationship with him? As I asked you earlier, what does your behavior with men show you about you? So, okay, let's see some more of my notes. Okay. So, um, okay. So even though, you know, when people show you who they are, believe them in that situation that you're in, you're actually forcing yourself to shrug off when he doesn't like call you or text to you, you're saying things to yourself like, Oh, he's so busy. He's grinding. It's okay. You guys are just going to take it slow. If he feels rushed, he'll pull back. So let me not speak up. So you're saying these things to make you feel okay. You're making excuses for him so you can feel okay in this relationship, but you are lying to yourself. It is not going to get better just because you're praying and you're hoping. So again, as I told you in dating, I hear things like, you know, um, I'm not sure that um, I want a wife, but you're super dope. So maybe we can like, you know, and he's being nice and he wants to take me out and he's saying all of the nice things. But I don't believe him when he says, but I don't know if I want a wife. I don't know about you, but I'm not dating somebody who's confused. I'm not. But what I used to do is try to say, oh. Yeah, he's like in my head, I would be like, yeah, he's saying that, but he gonna want me though, because I'm different. I'm not like them other girls. He gonna want me. I want to make sure I'm good enough for him because he deserves it. I want him to see that he's good enough for me because he deserves it. So pick me. You forgive him for being, you forgive him a lot because, well, human He's human and humans make mistake. You forgive him for being confused. You feel like he's never seen or felt unconditional love and you want to give him that. So you're trying so hard to show him he's worthy of you and that kind of love. And you want it to be you. But you cannot love and loyalty him into changing. You cannot pray him into changing. We have free will. So again, as Sarah Jake says, just because a relationship doesn't start with God doesn't mean that God can't become the center of it, but it does require that each person come to a place where God is the center of their character and identity. So you're praying for a guy in a dating relationship. You are not married. You've been with him for a year. Let me give you permission to walk away from something that is not fruitful, um, flourishing or fulfilling. I'm not talking to married people. I'm talking to you, single woman, who over-spiritualizes dating and takes the onus, the accountability out of relationships. 
where I can pray him into the man that I want him to be, even though he's like, girl, why are you praying for me? I didn't want to be that. You thought I was that. Get out of the fantasy of who you think he is because he's nice to you. You need to stop trying to love and pray him into the man you imagined and stop believing he may actually step up and deserve that grace. He's showing you he doesn't want to. I'm going to read you something else. Where did I put it? Okay. Sarah Jake Ro Sarah Jakes Roberts says this as well. The worst thing we can do in a relationship is make ourselves God over their lives or allow them to become a God in our life. Sometimes what a person needs more than anything is not for us to rescue them, but for us to trust God with them. I'm thinking of so many of my friends who have sought to restore broken relationships. It's difficult for us to comprehend what seems like a simple notion, but a heart doesn't have to be wicked to be toxic. And a toxic heart doesn't make a person evil. It simply means they need healing, but we can't provide the kind of healing they need. And that is where we as women, faith-based women, especially women of color, mess up because we try to become their God. I can make you this man because I see it in you, boo. I see the potential and I'm gonna stick it out with you. I'm gonna be the ride or die, but it's at your detriment. And now you're frustrated. You're being lied to, you're bamboozled. You're not happy. What kind of relationship was that? Because you don't understand when married people, what married people mean by relationships are hard. You're just like, oh, this is the heart of relationships. No, it's not. That's what I'm trusting God in, that I don't have to go through this BS just to finally arrive at a place where he finally sees me and loves me the way I want to be loved. That's the faith I want you to have. Not in I can create in this man what I want him to be. And the reason why you bypass these red flags is because your mindset on who you are as a single woman in this society is trash. And in order to execute, to get what you actually want, you have to think differently. And your prayer life needs to be more, your prayer life needs to be different. Stop praying about him and who he needs to become to be with you. Start praying about who you need to become to become the woman that you actually want to be. You have to stop over-spiritualizing dating. You have to. And so for me, I had to learn that, right? Like I hate, I hate, I hate with every fiber of my being when men are like, yo, you're so dope. And I don't know, I have to make sure I can measure up to you. So let me go get it together. Cause I want to be like, I never said that. Why can't we just be together and work it out? And that's how I used to be. And that's why my heart was broken all the time because I never guarded my heart. I put the cart before the horse. And so now when they say that, I just let him be. That's fine. Again, he's not a, per a, a bad person. Again, she says a heart doesn't have to be wicked to be toxic. He's not evil. I'm just like, okay, well, if that's where you are, that's where you are. So I stopped feeling like, like there was something wrong with me because I was single. I stopped thinking that breakups were, um, that meant like if I broke up with him or we didn't work out, that I was a failure. I stopped thinking about what my family thinks about me being single. 
Trust me. I've had family members say they were worried about me because I was single. I stopped thinking about that. I don't care. And then when they bring that up and they want to talk about who I'm dating at the family barbecue, I'm like, let's talk about other things. You want to talk about my business? And I stopped being jealous of friends. But before I could do that, I had to sh I had to start working on shifting my mindset on what I thought about myself as a single woman. I needed to understand what God really wanted for me. And I needed to understand me. I had to understand that you cannot create a man into who you want him to be. He already is who he is. So now the things that I look for in a man, like when I'm dating, a few things. I never get my whole list because I don't want nobody faking, <laughs> trying to be with me like this is what you said you wanted. Anyway, um, I look for men who actually like themselves. I look for men who um, are consistently trying to grow for his self, his self-love practice. Does he actually want to be married? And then I look for men. In, and, and by the way, dating for me is data collection. We are just friends and sex is off the table. I've been abstinent. It'll be three years in December. So when I say looking for, this is just in conversation. When I'm data collecting and I'm trying to see if we are on the same page when it comes to what love is, what love is for each other. And do we see each other clearly, not in this fantasy land. Do I clearly see him for who he is? Does he clearly see me? Our language has to be the same or we have to understand each other's language. We have to re relate to each other and have a understanding of how we're going to operate as a couple that is healthy. Because Matthew 12 and 25 says every city or house divided against itself will not stand. I'm not about to be divided thinking you are this man and you're not. And you're like, I never told you that. So. Now we're divided and that's where the frustration in relationships come from. And then that's how you break up or whatever. And it finally ends two years and you're like, that was toxic. He was narcissistic. He was this. Was he though? Or did you just not believe him when you met him in the first two, three weeks? In the first three months? I think in the first three months of a getting to know somebody relationship, you've probably gotten enough like, data where you can say, you know what? I can't, this is not sustainable. You smoke weed and I don't really want to date somebody who smokes weed. You're allowed to say that. Stop judging your feelings. Stop thinking you're too picky. I don't want to be like the foolish man who built his house on sand. That's Matthew 7 and 26. I will be building my relationship on a solid foundation. So did this resonate with you? What were your takeaways? I would love to hear from you. And if you're like, you know what, Rika, you were talking to me directly. I'd be praying for men that I should not be praying for. I'd be praying, hoping his character will change and hoping that he will become the man I want him to be. And I shouldn't be doing that. And you want to actually start praying for who you actually want to be as a single woman, as a faith based woman you want to start believing in god for your relationship for your singleness you want to be confident in your singleness and it's time to take what you know right the knowledge to execution and then master it so this is what i mean here's what you know you've heard it before when people show you who they are believe them 
know yourself, know your worth. You can sing that Drake song with the best of them. But here you are still in relationships that frustrate the heck out of you and that are toxic and dysfunctional. Even though you know when people show you who they are, believe them, but you do not know how to execute that. Therefore, you cannot master it within your life. You have no idea how to set and keep a boundary. So again, it is time to take what you know, that knowledge to execution and then master it so you can transform your single life, which automatically transforms your dating life. It's time for you to do that. And if you don't know where to start, you can start with me. If you need support on becoming a woman who is actually confident in her singleness, I encourage you to check out my group coaching program called Single You Academy. It is for single women. And if you are interested in having a conversation about how I can take you to the next level so you can stop dating in this cycle of dysfunction, I want you to DM me. You can DM me the word boundaries or you can check out the details on my website. The link is in my bio. And if you send me the word boundaries, we'll have a conversation and I'll end up sending you that link anyway. The doors to Single You Academy are open for the next three weeks. I have five spots available for women who are ready to invest in themselves. Yeah, so you can be confident in your singleness. So you can learn how to set and keep boundaries. So that's why I have you DM me boundaries. If you know that you know that you know that I'm talking to you, DM me the word boundaries. Because if you realize through this conversation that you are ready to transform, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you're ready to be happy in your singleness and slow down the dating process, then my DM is open to you. Um, that's it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want me to go deeper on something, go ahead and send me a DM and we will talk soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Consider me your homegirl in your head. Again, it's Rika. And if you need to reach out to me, listen, don't hesitate. It's not going to be weird on Twitter and on Instagram. I am just me, Rika. That's R-E-K-A. And I'm going to put my Twitter, Instagram, and email in the show notes, okay? You can also join me over in my private Facebook group titled Singleness is Not a Punishment. I mean, come on, who am I? <laughs> you know my tagline? That's my private Facebook group. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, if I said something that resonated with you and really helped you, please share this podcast with a friend because sharing is caring and you shouldn't be sitting on all this good information. So share it with your homegirl, okay? Or your homeboy. <laughs> please do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe and then you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you have time, can you do me a favor? It'll help me out as a small business owner and a podcaster. Will you leave a rating on this episode? All you got to do is say that you liked it or you can even type out what you took away from this episode. It really helps me and keeps me going, providing free content for you. So thank you so much for doing that. Production, my intro was made by one of the greats in production land. His name is James Tyler. Thank you for my intro. And he used Beyonce's single ladies, Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. He used Dua Lipa, her song, New Rules, and also Truth Hurts by Lizzo. All right, that's all I got for you this episode. We will talk again on the next one.